Wait. Wait, what's that? Is that... Is that... Is that intro music? It is. We have officially upgraded the podcast. One more step. That is another skill tree item unlocked in the game of podcasting. And welcome back. This is episode eight. And um, my week was pretty good. I can't complain. Started a new job. You know, um, I'm a giant dummy. I work two days of training and then I'm working like all week. Going to get some holiday pay for Thanksgiving. That's coming up. Um, you know, um, I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Um, even though it's going to come out on Friday because I work overnight, um, until Saturday. So, um, I'll be like sleeping throughout the day and readjusting to life, uh, working overnight. So, you know, going to have to switch up the recording days. So this is a little weird. Talk about things in advance that will be in the past when this is recorded. So this is a weird episode. It's also a cool episode. First episode with intro music. That's never been done before on this podcast. So breaking ground round of applause. Thank you. Appreciate it. Another groundbreaking episode. Always love these. But yeah, episode eight. You know, we're going to start it off with what I think is um, everybody's favorite bit of the podcast. It's also our only bit, but it's reoccurring. It's original and it's ours. You know what it is. It's the mystery downloads, everybody. Um, you know, some, sometimes this is scary. I don't know if we're going to have a new player in the arena, uh, a, new, a new gladiator to take on. Uh, you know, each week's episode. Usually we have a couple. They're fighting. They want. I'm here. I'm. I'm on the map. I downloaded. They want. They want to be marked down. They want their attendance taken. They are not skipping class. You know what I'm saying? So, um, without further ado, this one, pretty close to another contender, another gladiator, regional uh, rivals maybe. Um, Groningen. Uh, Netherlands. That's the name of the town. Groningen. Groningen. Something like that. I thought I nailed it, but now I'm less confident. But yeah, Netherlands. Right next to Brussels, man. That's cool. Getting some, uh, you know, some of the European nations over there. All colliding. You know? Coming in strong. Saying we're here, we're listening to you. That's dope, man. It's dope that I have listeners on on both sides of the world. It kind of messes with my head sometimes, you know? And um, I've only been doing this for, you know, two months now. And uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out uh, to my homie Corbin. He called me on the phone, and um, it made my night the other night. He hit me up. I didn't have his number. I was real paranoid because <laughs> it was a, a number from back home. And I don't talk to many people back there, so if somebody's hit me up asking, is this Dave? My response is, who is this? Because <laughs> the response might change depending on who's asking. But it was a, a good friend of mine, and he wanted to talk about the podcast. He wanted to give me some feedback. And that's real cool. Um, it's just real cool to know that like I put out something, and especially somebody like him who said he's listened to every episode. That's real cool to know that however many hours of content that is that someone's you know devoted that much of their time 
to listen to that. Um, so that's it's a real mind trip knowing that there's people uh, that listen to this every week um, and kind of look forward to it. Um, I've had some other people hit me up saying that they were listening to it and is getting them through the you know through work or you know uh, through a drive things like that. Um, but yeah, it's crazy to me knowing that you know people are out there and they're listening and I appreciate you people no matter where you are whether you're your mysterious downloader down down downloader downloader tough word trip me up words are tough uh <laughs> but yeah also I think uh I I'd have to go back and listen to the episode or maybe maybe you can do it but I think I think Corb wins the uh I think Corbin wins the uh, the Bitcoin I own I think I said the first person to give me feedback, whether it was question, comment, concern, riddle, anything. I think they won all $3 of Bitcoin I own. So if you want all my shares of Bitcoin, hold on. Let's get a live. I'll give you a live count. Open up the phone real quick. Cash app. Got the Bitcoin. Um, so Bitcoin's up uh, 0.58%. I have $3.40 of Bitcoin in shares stash sat satoshis satoshis owned satoshis all 6140 of them are yours pal if you want them uh please redeem with uh our uh our assistant which is me on my email um <laughs> so yeah i think you win the bitcoin i have to go back but i'm pretty sure i said the first person wins the bitcoin um Mysterious downloaders. That could have been yours. Bitcoin is universal. You're missing out. But yeah. We're heading in new directions. We're getting better. Getting better each time. It sounded like I said bitter. Man. Slurring the words today. Nervous. Not used to recording. On a different day. But um. I feel like I got some things to talk about. And. Current events. I want to start, like, getting at least one or two of those a week, depending on, like, you know, if the internet's popping off and Twitter's doing their job. Twitter's a dangerous website, folks. Um, don't spend too much time on there. Um, so is YouTube. I waste a lot of time on YouTube, but I get most of my information and content and, you know, stuff I watch from there. And uh, something I saw in there, Cowboy Bebop, Netflix, what are you doing? Netflix, we gotta have a talk, and I have a podcast when fucking Netflix made uh, the Death Note movie, alright, and um, you guys don't know, I think I mentioned it in early episodes, I like some anime, I'm like a basic shonen bitch, I'm not super into anime, but I like a lot of the shonen stuff, uh, you know, comic book-esque stuff, superpowers, different worlds, things like that. But Death Note is probably one of my favorite animes. Quick rant about Netflix because they fucking did it again, man. Like, they didn't learn their lesson, right? So Death Note is one of my favorite animes. It's a cat and mouse anime. It's very suspense. It's like crime. Uh, Smartest kid in Japan finds a notebook. You write a name in it, person dies of a heart attack. If you don't do anything, if you write a cause, there's a bunch of rules. If you write stuff, it'll happen, basically. But he's real smart, and then there's, like, the world's greatest detective. So they're, like, trying to fucking, you know, they're trying to figure out who each other are, basically. Great anime, a lot of episodes, and, like, the thing about an anime 
is that like it's animated, right? When you try to take that out, it really drives me bonkers, bro. And the fact that like Netflix got so much backlash from Death Note. Death Note is somewhat of a a newer anime, I guess. Like it's not like DBZ's old. Cowboy Bebop's somewhat old comparatively. But like, dude, I just I can't believe that they they did this with Death Note. And, like, I'm not even going to watch it. I haven't even watched all of Cowboy Bebop, right? So, the fact that... Make a... <laughs> I'm going to go watch the live action. Just not going to do that. But R.I.P. Death Note. I just want to get that out the way first. But, like, with this Cowboy Bebop thing, it brings me to a point of, like... I wouldn't say Netflix is... Like, I don't... I want to, like, just throw the word corporation out there. Just to, you know... I don't want to sound like that. But, like, Netflix is somewhat of a big corporation, Right? And I feel like, you know, the people who made Cowboy Bebop at the time were maybe big in Japan or something, but they weren't big, like, worldwide. And now Cowboy Bebop, as an anime, is, like, it's it's one of the most beloved out there. Like, if you talk to somebody who's really an anime, that's probably going to be one they tell you to watch. It's got good art. The Dude, the intro song, you could just listen to that song on its own and never know it was in an anime and probably vibe to it, you know? So it's hailed up there, right? It's 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 like Death Note in a sense, like it's hailed. It's 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 great. It's it's not something you want to like. It's not something you want to play around with, you know. It's like uh, it's almost like anime fan groups are almost like music fan groups. Like you don't really want to step on their toes too much. Like they will lash out at you really bad, you know. And the thing I can't understand that like these million dollar, billion dollar, whatever Netflix is worth, right? These corporations, they have all these people, all these employees, all kinds of people, social media, feedback. They got all kinds of things going on. And they can't understand the fact that like, dude, you can't take an anime and make it a live action. It just, it's never going to work. The beauty of an anime or like a story like that is the detail, is the disconnect from reality, I guess. It's why some people don't like it, because it's it's a whole different way of viewing a story. It's You relate more to live action because you see people, but I don't know. I think you get more from the story, and sometimes, for me personally, I feel like I relate more to characters in an anime because you can see yourself more in them because they're a character. They're like a, a projection they don't change, you know, they're always going to be that, like, they might change, like, most of the time, they don't age that drastically, you know, and they do, you can still go back and look at, like, the, the, the time you like best of the character, but, like, they don't change for the most part, in live action, like, it's not going to look perfect, you already have, like, these beloved characters, these images, this iconic art, all this fan art that people love, and now you're going to try to match a person to it, it's a tough sell, and then it's also, like, it's kind of like what they do with comic book movies. You're trying to grab a bunch of an audience that's like never seen anime and you want to feed them, you know, like what is like from the anime community, one of their top like blue chip stocks, right? But you can't just sell that to everybody. And I think it's just crazy that these corporations keep making this mistake where they take like something that's beloved. And like, I wouldn't say anime is that niche of a fan base anymore. Like they have... Anime has their own apps, like Crunchyroll, that, like, compete with Netflix, I guess, where, like, they're, like, 
well, if you really want the good stuff, we're over here, you know? You can mess around with that, you know, section on Netflix and that section on Hulu, half of which sometimes is not dubbed or subbed, whatever, bro. They always got problems with licensing Crunchyroll. They got all of it, bro. Crunchyroll is like an anime drug dealer. They're like a kingpin. They got everything, bro. They got the weird stuff. They got the, the super weeb stuff. Um, they got like the sad stuff. They got the movies. They got the shonen stuff. You know, they probably got stuff I don't even know about, you know? But Netflix over here just thinks they can keep poaching this art and these, like, great titles. And just, eh, find some people. Match them up with that. I've never watched it, but I'm sure we could, you know, make a spin on it and throw our own humor in there. And it just makes me think, like, it's the same reason Death Note failed. You can't take a... a a bunch of episodes that are small and very detailed and have these moments between characters that are, uh, you know, they come into play later on and try to, like, jam that in to, like, a movie setting. That's why Death Note didn't work. You took, like, a great story and tried to sum it up in two hours. There's not enough suspense. Like, the amount of time it takes until, like, the anime where the two main characters kind of confront each other and they really understand who each other are, it's so long and it's such a build-up and... It just, it, all the stakes get higher and higher. Oh, I just hit my cord. Sorry about that. The, it's like a poker game. They're just throwing in chips and finally and finally and finally the pot gets bigger and then they show their cards and it's amazing, right? If you just shove that into a movie, you're really, you're pushing it, you know? You're trying to jam all that. You're not gonna, all these characters that you've seen over all these span of episodes that you, you know, grow an attachment to in short, like, content where you have to break it up and you have to really you know understand and sit through filler sometimes in the movie if things happen you're not going to be as attached to these characters because it's such a short time span right so i don't know if they if you ever like it's never going to work but if you if you do it i guess like you'd have to do it very detailed it would have to maybe not shot for shot from like the storyboards of the anime but you can't just take an anime, not even anime, maybe it's just like an animated cartoon or, you know, like Sonic and these Pikachu movies. Like, I don't, they're all right, but I don't think they're great. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. I just don't think they work in the same, it's a different media and you're trying to, it's, it's like poaching in my opinion. You're not doing it justice. You're just trying to rip it and throw it to a fan base and hope people sink their teeth into it. And like, I don't know, I guess if it gets people interested and they go watch the original stuff to find out it's better, I guess I'm not opposed to that, but I guess, like I said, why is it, why everybody, why is Netflix always poaching stuff, and I don't know, they got so much, and I'm not trying to shit on Netflix, they got a lot of cool stuff, They I like a lot of Netflix originals, I think Netflix stands by, you know, standing by Dave Chappelle, stuff like that, that's cool, you know, like, they speak out, and like, Netflix isn't a bad company. I'm just saying, like, they should learn their lesson with this anime shit, bro. Like, you're not an anime platform, Netflix. You have anime. If Netflix is a buffet, they have a dessert option of anime. I'll say that. The anime section is very small, limited. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they have a dessert option of anime. But they're not in it. The, but then they try to take it and do this. It's the same reason of, like, you be having, like, the idea of a long show, like if no one's ever watched an anime, let me set this up for you. I've watched, 
on let's uh, use Netflix as an example. On Netflix, if you've never watched an anime, you can watch Death Note. I'm pretty sure it should still be on there. If not, it's on Hulu. If not, you could probably find it on the internet. You can watch that entire thing, right? And you'll understand what I'm talking about. That's like, you know, it's got parts, it's got arcs, you can follow it, and it's not that long of an anime. But if you want like a good example, I've watched part one of Naruto. It's like Naruto as a kid to when he's like, I don't know, 13 years old maybe. So that's like 600 episodes, right? I've watched every single episode of part one Naruto. The reason I like so many characters and I have such a strong connection and like fascination and love for the show and I keep going back to watch these episodes and even filler which are episodes that have nothing to do with the actual story it's just a side mission it's a side story basically the reason I go back is the detail is I guess I don't know some of it I don't even enjoy but trying to I guess look at it you have to understand like it came from like comic books and like it wasn't a comic book. It was like somewhat of like a newspaper, like a mad TV magazine in Japan, like Naruto anyway, like a Shonen Jump was like a comic. So like, that's what you have to understand. Sometimes like there wasn't always a point to it. They were either probably behind on like writing or, you know, drawing the next episodes or big, you know, I don't know, grand adventure that was going to happen that they just... The best way I've heard to describe filler to people who don't watch anime, I heard this off another podcast. Um, Cody Ko and Noel Miller have a podcast now, Tiny Meat Gang. But before that, he had a podcast by himself. Just the, I think it was called The Weekend Chill. And he had uh, Josh Ovalle on there. Um, Josh Kennedy from Vine. If you guys ever fucking remember Vine. It's fucking eight years ago or whatever. <laughs> Basically... The way he described filler was, imagine if you were watching Breaking Bad, right? And uh, Eisenberg and Jesse, like, imagine just in the middle of the season, it's all tense. There's a lot of things going on, you know, all that stuff, right? And then they just, like, get in a van and they go to a different city and they go and play a game of, like, really competitive flag football for the entire episode, and then that wraps up, and then the next episode, it's like nothing ever happened, and it's back to like the intense drug dealing DEA bus. That's what filler is. It's just insane little side missions that have nothing to do, and they don't ever get really brought up ever again. It's either to give like a few minutes of screen time to some lame character, or to maybe show you what you think is a lame character. Might not be that lame, but it's still not that great, and that's why it's filler. You can't do that in a movie, obviously, so they have to speed things up. So the more you try to cut down the same content you're trying to take, you're taking liberty with the story, obviously, because you have to speed it up, and, you know, even things that aren't filler take a while in some animes just because they want to build suspense, or maybe that's the pace of the story they wanted to build. And you got to remember, some of these things came from, like, weekly issues. They didn't come from, like, just having it all ready on hand. You know, like Squid Game was made all at once in season one, you know, they didn't make, it's not South Park, you know, they don't make it each week. So when you try to make these movies off of content that is, you know, like Naruto part one is like years and years and years of content and stories and (laughs) episodes 
you couldn't just smash that into one movie. And if you did, it'd, it'd leave out a lot of stuff or it wouldn't give a lot of, you'd miss a lot of important things that I guess would get cut out in the grand scheme of what's more important. So the more I see these companies, I guess, try to take things like that, you know, it just blows my mind that they don't learn their lessons or maybe they just don't evolve it. They, or if they, I haven't even watched it. So I guess I'm talking out of my ass. I haven't watched this Cowboy Bebop show. Maybe it's a show or a movie. I should have done more research, but I didn't really care enough because I don't, it's not good. I've already, people are already upset. Whatever it is, it's bad. So it's still not good. They didn't capture it. You can't, I don't think you can capture, man, you can't cat like, like the voice acting to match the, the drawings and the art is an art within itself. Like the smugness of the character, you can match the voice to that over time and take after take after take. When you do it like as a person, it's like, it's not the same. You can't get the same perfect effect. You do a million takes and never get it perfect, you know? But if you don't watch anime, I don't know why. You should do it. Like I said, give Death Note a shot. It's not crazy fan, like it's fantasy, but like it's not super out there. It's like it's a cool story, but like it's you can get into it even if you're not into like crazy stuff, right? But that's a good one to get into. Um, it's short as well, so that like if if you're not into anime, maybe give Death Note a shot. Um, yeah. Um, if you if you're not into anime at all and you don't want to watch it and you say Dave, listen. I've tried it. I don't like it. Their mouths don't match the fucking words. I I don't like reading. I don't want to read. I hate reading. All right. Don't worry. I've come prepared. It's the same thing. And this isn't like a Netflix issue. I'm going to drop the Netflix thing. But it's a parallel to that. It's like comic books versus the movies, right? The reason that like the MCU took so long to build is that there are literally hundreds of thousands of comic books and stories and versions of the Avengers and each each person in the Avengers and then there's you know probably six or seven different stories on how the Avengers came together how each person had their own origin story like to build that over time was like super hard and it's it's a marvel right i what a fucking pun i didn't mean to do that i swear i didn't mean to do that but it is it is a marvel within itself when you look at like iron man 1 to avengers endgame that's like a beautiful cinematic movie masterpiece right that is a fucking drop in the bucket compared to comic books right but when you look at like dc they struggle with like live action movies but dc has like amazing animated movies and here's my argument for why, like, the same thing as, like, Netflix's anime versus live action, why I think it doesn't work. I'm not going to say in the same argument that, like, the the MCU and live action superhero movies don't work. I'm just saying they're a limited product. And even if you get them to work, still incredibly complicated. They have, a, they have an expiration date. And, like, the more you try to... It's like I said with grabbing just a... a grabbing a thing and then trying to give it to the the masses if they don't really understand it like with an animated movie you can have iterations of that so many times because you could just redraw it and then you could have maybe the same voice actors come in and it's a you know 
it's a different thing. You can match it up a little better. Like I said, you have more time to do it. It's not, a, it's not as big as intensive as getting all these celebrities to show up in the same place, get them all to film, to pay all of them to be there. Everybody can record it in different places. The, the animators can have their own place. They can set it up all different ways that they want it, right? But it's like, look how long it took for the smartest people in Marvel and, you know, Disney, whoever owns that, whoever made the movies, right? All these smart people, right? All the people that put that shit together. They had to, like, drop that shit in over so many years, bro. They had to tease it and get all these people to try to understand, like, not only could people not understand Iron Man, people thought Iron Man, this is a true fact, when they made the Iron Man movie in 2008, bro, they had to convince people that, like, Iron Man was an actual dude in the suit. People thought Iron Man was a literal robot. They had no idea. Iron Man was not popular. Thor wasn't really that popular anymore. Like, the most popular Avenger wasn't even in the Avengers. It was Spider-Man. That's the most popular, like, you know, person people knew after Tobey Maguire did it, right? It took them all that time to drop all these post-credits, all these, you know, teaser trailers, you know, all kinds of things to get people to understand there's, you know, there's other characters that they don't even know about, like, you know, you know, uh, the Scarlet Witch, Wanda, she's got her own show now. When she first dropped, people had no idea who she was, and she's kind of an X-Men as well, so that's like another thing that people don't even know. So it's like, which is spoilers coming up. They're going to drop the mutants. The mutants are coming. They bought Fox. Fox owned the X-Men. Spoiler. The mutants are coming. But anyways, bro, this is what I'm saying. All that stuff I'm talking about, that took, what, 10, 12 years, 15 years, whatever that took to wrap all that up. And now, bro, they have to have a show to explain, like, every new character and everything they're doing, and now they're going to make movies that are, like, multiverse. You can see how complicated that gets, and now all that has an expiration date because all these actors have to reprise these roles. You can't just keep changing the actor. People people get mad about that when they really like a celebrity. They want to follow them on Instagram. They want to support them and watch them on fucking Twitch and, I don't know, bro, buy all their merch and whatnot. So, you know, you can't just keep swapping people in and out. People are going to get pissed off, right? When you have an animated, you know, Mark Hamill was the Joker in, like, so many games that I played growing up, the Arkham series, so many animated movies and, you know, things like that. It was iconic, and I got to see him in so many different ways and, and art styles of the Joker and so many different stories. It was awesome to have that familiar voice, that familiar inflection, that, you know, that laugh, that iconic, you know, part of that character, but always get to see a new side or a different rendition because it's animated. And, yeah, Mark Hamill doesn't do the voice anymore, but, like, Bro, he did that for so much longer than, like, anyone could probably pull off the Joker as far as, like, acting in live action. But, um, I think when you animate things, you have more options. You can do more stories. You can do more spinoffs. It's easier to do audio takes and keep that consistent than it is to have... Like, dude, like, no matter what, Henry Cavill can't look like Superman forever, dog. 100%. It's impossible. But... If Henry Cavill's the voice of Superman, they can draw him to look like whatever for as long as he can talk like that. And if not, they do an old Superman. Like, 
all right, I'll take it back. Wolverine's like the only dude. Hugh Jackman doesn't age. So Wolverine's like the only dude that passed the expiration date. And I guess anybody with a mask. But even then, like, half of, like, a masked superhero is their alter ego besides, like, Deadpool. But even then, Ryan Reynolds took that mask off too. You see what I'm saying? Like, it all has an expiration date if it's live action. And I think that these companies should just learn to leave animated stuff alone. It's a different media. It's a different art. I don't see why they're always trying to hijack it and sell it to the normies, in my opinion. But, like, I don't know. Everybody's a normie to someone else. You know, if you're really into something, you call someone else a normie if they don't get it. So, it is what it is. It just reminds me of, like, skating in the 90s, in the early 2000s. Like, you know, now everybody's got a Thrasher shirt and they don't even understand. You used to have to subscribe to Thrasher to get that t-shirt. Not that I ever did that, but at least I knew that. I knew that was the only way to get it back in the day. But, you know, it is what it is. Everything gets commercialized, I guess. But I think anime is already commercializing itself. It's this whole, they have conventions about it. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think real anime fans want live action. They like the animated stuff. It blows my mind that, I don't know. I, like, I will forever buy comic books because I like reading comic books. Like, you know, live action is limited. But, like, in anime... Uh, you know, a manga or a comic book, that's infinite. There's infinite renditions of characters and there's infinite possibilities that someone lets someone else use their characters. Like, um, Watchmen is one of my favorite comics of all time. There's a DC black label version of Rorschach now in 2021. So a character from the 1980s that was in one series of comic books, one graphic novel after that, 30 40 years later is now like being used again and revived and given new stories and that's super dope bro you got somebody like uh yeah like constantine another character i like all the way from like the 80s still to today getting you know dc rebirth comics his own black label comics he's in justice league dark you know that like nobody knew back then that this you know con artist magic man chain smoking you know British punk, you know, superhero in a sense, comic book character would still be thriving and arguably popular to 40 years later through all these different publications. If there was just one dude assigned as like, it doesn't work. Like even like, I guess I just thought of it while I was talking, but like Doctor Who, each doctor is like a different person. It's a reincarnation. They, like, they, at least they did it right in live action. That's as close as you can get, I guess, to, like, what I'm talking about. Is, that like it's an entity, I guess. And even then, you'd have to have, like, a a rosebud of how it changes and stays the same. At, you know, it's a paradox. But, yeah. So, if you're not into anime, just think comic books. Just think, you know, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man's done. Chris Evans can't be Captain America forever. Tom Holland, love him to death, can't be Spider-Man forever. You know? Well, I guess. I don't know. I have to watch the next movie. It could be Spider-Man forever, apparently. I swear to God, it, if Andrew Garfield is not in this next Spider-Man movie, I'm going to be pissed, all right? People shit all over Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, and I'm going to say it. I like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man better than Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I don't care how nostalgic you are. I don't care if I grew up with it. I don't care how much you think Spider-Man 2 is the best superhero. I don't care, all right? Tobey Maguire, he did a good job. He's just not my favorite, all right? In my opinion, 
here's how I'm gonna break it down. Um, quick rant off because I'm talking about MCU movies, um, and like uh, comic books and stuff now again. I guess. Um, Tobey Maguire. I'm gonna settle this debate for y'all. I'm gonna give you my take. This settles it in my opinion, right? Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man. All right, he fits the character. He fits the build. Um, he's actually young. You're watching him grow up through the movies, which is what you do in the comics. And, um, yeah, also, like, better CGI now, better people to be around. Just all around better version, best version. It goes to him. Whether you want to say right place, right time, I disagree. Great casting. Uh, Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man, hands down. Second place, I'm sorry, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield in the Spider-Man suit is more Spider-Man than Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire is a nerd whether he's in the suit or not. There's no change in Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a fucking nerd when he's in that suit. And the thing about Spider-Man is he's supposed to be like nerdy, but he's supposed to be like quippy. He's supposed to be like funny. And like Andrew Garfield in the suit like plays off that like New Yorker uh, teenager just got superpowers, arrogant at times, and then just boom, snap, back to reality, shook. Because there's so many times in those movies where he gets his ass whooped and he's just beaten down. Also, I'm a sucker for Sally Fields and she's Aunt May. And I just like that rendition of uh, Spider-Man's home family a lot as well. I think Robert Duvall is, is, or no, is it Charlie Sheen or Martin Sheen? Yeah, Martin Sheen is fucking Uncle Ben, bro. Get shot over the milk. Fucking milk money got popped. <laughs> fucking, but yeah. Tobey Maguire is a fucking nerd, whether he's Spider-Man or Tobey Maguire, or, or fuck, Peter Parker, fuck, he's a nerd too much, he's never cool, he's never, I don't know, bro, I'm sorry, that one subway scene where he's stopping the train, I'm sorry, I don't really care, Joey Diaz is in there, I'm sorry, but yeah, stop shitting on Andrew Garfield, alright, it wasn't his fault, those movies are decent, I know, I know Peter Parker don't skateboard, though, I know that, <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's my ideas on it. I think I broke down a parallel in case you don't watch anime. Um, if you stuck through all that, um, I'm happy because uh, hopefully I broke it down for you. But, you know, to continue on it, I just really, I really think, you know, leave other things be. You know, everything doesn't have to cross over. Everything doesn't always have to be something else or be a different, like sometimes things can just be what they are. You know, it's like books that never been in, made into movies. That's got to be a real good fucking book. You know, that's why it's not a movie. You couldn't take, you couldn't make it right. Or maybe, maybe that's a thing. I like movies that are from books that are always shit because they just don't capture the book. You know, it's just, it's just my ideas on it. I think we should tell Netflix to fucking quit though. For real. Somebody fucking get your mans at Netflix. You're telling me they got a whole section of Netflix uh, that's an anime section and not a single, like, fucking weeb works there? The fuck out of here. That's a goddamn lie, bro. I'm sorry. I gotta call that out. But yeah, that's my ideas on it. And that's what I think. Like I said, live action is limited. Anime and comic books are forever. There'll always be a new rendition, a new look, a new story, a new idea, a parallel universe. All kinds of stuff, bro. And that's why I think, you know, live action's cool. I love going and watching Spider-Man movies. I think there's a certain, like, 
I can't remember who it was. It was some like famous person. It was an actor, or director, or somebody. And he said like, you know, nobody. Uh, they don't go to the movies anymore. These, you know, the Avengers movies, all these superhero movies are like going to the amusement park. Like you get a thrill watching that. When I watch like Spider-Man movies and Batman movies, I get like a thrill, you know, I'm not watching that to, you know, really dive into a different world and experience a story. I'm doing that to, it's a, it's an experience within itself. I'm doing that to get a rush. And that's why you go to the IMAX and you get the loud speakers and you get the vibrating seats and you get the, the $80 popcorn, you know? <laughs> that's why you do it. You're you're in. You're you're on the you're along for the ride. When you watch an anime or you read a comic book or even like an animated movie, it's a different experience. It's not meant to I think it's more to be observed and uh pondered and uh maybe not appreciated. I think most art should be appreciated, but like you know what I mean? I think it requires a different taste, it requires a different palette, a different attention span. It's not just, you know, I don't know. Movies and live action just seem so much marketing to me. They, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like like comic books and animated movies are more like, give us a chance. Like, you know, please, like, check this out. You might like it, you know? There's a lot of cool... There's so many cool DC animated movies I own that are like... It's like the MCU is just animated, but like... There's a lot of cool Batman stories and a lot of cool Superman stories and Green Lantern and Wonder Woman and like a lot of cool stuff that you don't really see in a movie or things that would just be too hard or expensive to make in a movie. You can animate it. You can see so many different options. So like I said, it's infinite. The possibilities are endless. Um, I'll say it once. I'll say it again. If you've never been to a comic book store, go. Even if you're not into comics, you'd just be astounded. Like go look at how many different versions of the same thing there are. Now, this thing has transcended generations and, and time, you know? I think that's super cool. Even, even the same thing for, like, mangas and animes, you know? Like, there's probably people who grew up watching, uh, you know, Naruto that are going to pass that on to their kids. Or even, I know for a fact, there's people that grew up watching uh, Dragon Ball Z that are going to pass that on to their kids and will religiously, hopefully, you know, share that with their kids, like the same way people share sports, you know, teams and affiliations and NASCAR and fishing and, you know, I think that's beautiful and, I don't know, you share like one movie with people, but like, you know, <laughs> you get what I mean? I'm not like asking this question like somebody's going to respond and resolve these <laughs> open-ended thoughts to me, but, um, yeah, there it is. That's the that's the two cents and a half that I wrote down on that. I think I went through everything, man. Like I said, R.I.P. Death Note. Don't watch that movie ever. Don't do it. Unless you've seen the anime all the way through. Also, if you're a Death Note fan, there's a one-shot. It's a manga. It's about another kid who finds a notebook. Shocker. But check it out. It's uh, pretty short, but it's alright. It's a decent read. Um... Yeah, we're closing in on like 40 minutes. Um, like I said, this is a weird podcast. Um, it is like before it's time and then after it's time. It's a cool, it's a it's a time and space bending podcast is what it is. You know? Um, but yeah, it brings us around the time um, of the week that I love, which is where I get to share things that... Um, changed and shaped me and my life uh growing up and uh even today you know some sometimes i might give a recommendation like i did 
um, about Zilla Kami, where it's like a new thing. But this is not a new thing. This is an old thing. And um, this is something that's pretty special and near and dear to me uh, that I always seem to forget. But um, I think about and reference uh, in my day-to-day life a lot. Um, and it's a book. And it's a very short book. And it's a very good book. Um, the book is called The Outsiders. Um, I read this book when I was in seventh grade uh, in Trimble County Middle School um, in Mr. Gamble's class. Shout out to that dude. He's a fucking nut. Um, fucking funny ass dude. Crazy guy, for real. Intense fool. Look like look like a scuffed Wolverine, for real. Like a Wolverine with Steve Buscemi's eyes. <laughs> like Hugh Jackman, but with, yeah, with Steve Buscemi's eyes. That's what he looked like. Yeah. And a little bit of, like, Oscar from Shark Tales. A little bit of that. Add all three of that up. Oscar from Shark Tales, uh, Wolverine Hugh Jackman, and Steve Buscemi Oz. That's what this fool looked like. But he's pretty fit. Decent-looking dude. Just try to imagine that amalgamated. Sorry. If you ever listen to this dude, I think your name's Steven. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean to fucking... <laughs> that one there was a violation. Personally, I wouldn't have it. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to go in on you. But... You did your job. You made an impression. I still remember that class, and I still have the fucking book because I stole it. Yeah, come come and get it. I'm never giving this book up. I don't care what you do. Come and get me. I'm never... I still have this book. It's stamped. If anyone wants to call me out, it's authenticated. I got this shit. It's all legit, all right? I still have this book. I love this book. It's a great book, and uh, I still have uh, the DVD my mom bought when I was like... Uh, in eighth grade, because I loved the book so much, and she was, like, ecstatic I was reading. Not that I was, like, a dumb kid. She was just like, you know, wow, he's really taking an interest in something. Yeah. Uh, I read this book when I was in seventh grade in an English class, and um, it's about, like, kids in a small town, and I grew up in a small town, and uh, to people who live uh, in the town where I'm from, I just want to point out a disclaimer if I say something and you don't agree with it, you got to understand um, our lives are different. Everyone has their own uh, views. And I don't want to offend anybody because uh, I know a lot of people live there uh, still and they have family there. And, um, you know, my views and my experiences are not the same as yours. Um, and, yeah, don't just don't take offense to anything. Um, sorry, just want to point that out. I don't want to offend anybody. I know uh, sometimes people disagree I don't want to have disagreements on this podcast, but um, while I'm thinking about it, I don't want to offend anybody when I give these anecdotes as well. But back to the weekly recommendation. Um, When I read this book, uh, I felt like an outsider, 100%. I didn't have a lot of friends yet. The few friends I did have, they just lived near me. Um, So it definitely resonated with me. Um, And I'm a sucker for the 50s. I'm a sucker uh, for diners. Like I said, that whole vibe, that's me, bro. And this book definitely had a giant influence on that um, as a kid for sure. It's still the reason I cuff up uh, my jeans. It's the reason I bought PF Flyers, uh, also Sandlot, shout out. Um, it's the reason I still comb my hair a certain you know way. Um, yeah, it had a lot of effect on me. And, um, you know, there's a lot of hard asses in this book. There's a lot of kids with problems, a lot of kids with broken homes. Um, if you've never read the book, it's a very short book, uh, really good book. Uh, if you finish the book and you want to watch the movie, great movie. So many people in this movie, Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, 
uh, C. Thomas Howe, Ralph uh, Macchio, the Karate Kid himself. Um, I think that's it. Am I missing somebody else? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe's in it as well. Boom. I think that's everybody. Nailed it. Bow, bow. Nailed it. Yes. Anyways, uh, it's great. But yeah, so um, like I said, when I was growing up, I definitely did not fit in. Um, I don't think my family was very uh, accepted. Um, so yeah, uh, growing up, seeing a lot of people, I guess, have friends. I read this book before I played sports or anything too. So I, uh, you know, I hadn't met a lot of people and I was just this little misfit kid with my misfit friends and I really resonate with it and I'm such a fucking hard ass. I love fucking pretending I'm some, you know, <laughs> I just really resonate with like characters like, uh, there's a character in the book named, uh, Dallas, uh, Winston, Dally. Um, I really like, like him very look over your shoulder, keep out for yourself. Don't let anybody close. Don't let anybody fucking hurt you. Blah, blah, fucking, you know, stay tough, you know? That kind of stuff. Lone Wolf kind of shit. Kakashi vibes. You know, stuff like that. I love... I'm a sucker for characters like that. You know, that hard ass. But they care. They have another side that, you know... Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so... But, you know, he has another side to him in the book that you'll see the movie that you'll watch. Oh, fuck. What's his name? I forgot his name. Matt Dillon. That's his name. I almost forgot him. But, yeah. Great cast. Great movie. Great book. Um... But yeah, so um, that book has always uh, been with me no matter where I move, no matter where I live. I keep that book. I read it every so often. Um, and I still feel the same way, bro. Um, I still feel like an outsider regardless of where I go. Um, always feel like I'm out of the, out of the loop. Um, but I always feel like, you know, I'm also a... Um, a good little asset to have around. I have a, a different viewpoint. Um, I really don't fall in line. And that's why I'm out doing what I'm doing. And <laughs> on my own little journey. Is because I just refuse to follow any, for, uh, any sort of protocol. or uh, I keep hitting this chord. And I'm so sorry. Because I know it's going to be in the in the feedback. And I'm, I apologize. I need to stop doing that. But like I said. I always I still feel like that. And um, this it's a... Forgot what I was saying because I got mad. I hit this chord again, but yeah, it's the it's, it's about the end of the podcast. We're like forty six minutes. Your boy's losing track. I thought the more I think of the more I think about like relating this story to like growing up in that town, I have to stop myself because I disconnected from that place. And I know people that listen to this still live there, and I don't really want to shit on anybody or uh, anything like that. It wasn't a terrible place to grow up, but it it was very similar to the book in the fact that there was this social standard and if you weren't there you were either in or you were an outsider bro and my whole life no matter how close I felt to getting in I always knew like in my heart of hearts I'm I'm not one of anybody you know I'm like a nomad I am an outsider and if people are on those outskirts I feel like me and those people bond and that's why my friend group is so small and secure and um yeah it's a great book um it's not hard to read it's something I'll definitely pass on to my kid for sure. Um, and yeah, um, that's about it. Um, this is the part of the podcast I hate. Uh, makes me very self-conscious, but I got to do it. Um, 
yeah, make sure you guys subscribe uh, on YouTube. If you guys don't follow me on YouTube, I need some subscribers over there because it's hard to find my channel through the fucking algorithm if I search for it. Um, I can't find it. <laughs> so follow me on YouTube. Spotify's got a follow button. If you follow it, I think it gives you notifications for when I post in case it's not on a Friday, which it usually is. Hit that little heart button if you enjoyed it. Share this podcast with somebody if you think it was interesting and you think it's worth sharing. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you have a question, comment, concern, riddle, anything, feedback, um, hit me up on my email, uh, Podcast at gmail. Um, I'm making a Discord, so you can hit me up on there. If you know me personally, hit me up on my cell phone. Uh, <laughs> Facebook Messenger or Snapchat. I appreciate you guys as always, and I will see you next week. Stay cool.